serious. This is a real. This is excuse me. Okay, shut up. Hi, this is Casey. This is Alizea. This is Selena. And we are PDA. We're coming to you live from the girls' bathroom to talk about people on their periods with disabilities. So being disabled and having your period can be like more on top of the di- the disability with the fact that, you know, you're if you're physically disabled, you're incapable of being able to maintain your period and um if you're f- mentally disabled, you're not always so sure of what's going on with your body, especially when you first get your period. Like, looking up on the internet, I found there was a lot of guides for parents who have female uh, females who are disabled. If their children are disabled, they have to, you know, notify the schools. They have to get in contact with nurses and also just, like, do their best to explain it to their child. Interjecting. Yeah, and I think that what was most striking was um, the guides trying, just trying to teach parents how to explain it to their kids because I don't think that's something anyone really considers is that there are people who might not even know that it's happening and that trying to explain to them that the reason why they're bleeding isn't because if there's something wrong or that they're or that something or like they're not hurt or anything, but just that it's something natural that will happen every month depending on what like your cognitive abilities are you might not be able to like process that and like be able to deal with it the way that everyone else would yeah so to interject with what was said i actually watched a youtuber her name's amber she was paralyzed in the waist down so with her she just kind of said that you have to be more cleanly you got to check up on yourself a lot more than people who aren't in a wheelchair Things can get really expensive, and then at some points when her hormones are, like, really wacky, she's already, like, dealing with her, like, spinal cord injuries and being paralyzed, and that already hurts. So it just hurts even more. It's, like, unspeakable amount of pain. You can't even, like, move or, like, do anything, or it hurts to, like, like, stare at things sometimes. But there's also the people who are paralyzed from the waist down, and then the issue isn't even pain, or if they're paralyzed from, um further up from the neck from then the waist down then there's it's possible they don't even feel that they're on their period they don't know when it's happening so they can't really prevent it then you have an issue with them obviously free bleeding onto themselves and they can't move and they can't clean themselves and if someone has like limited use of their arms or maybe they don't have the use of their dominant arms then trying to change a pad or a tampon becomes if not impossible then very very difficult and very awkward and it's that's definitely like an awkward thing to try to like ask someone for help with like can you imagine having to ask someone to change your tampon yeah it's that just being in that situation would be pretty awkward and like kind of embarrassing um just for just to be in that situation so like i even remember just looking at some things so i know a mom she was like really concerned because her child has like down syndrome and she's just like you know what People, it's like more of a taboo. People with dis- parents of people with disabilities don't really talk about it. She had figured it out on her own. She more so for her daughter. She just bought period panties. It was an investment, but like it's worth it. She'd have her like wear like darker clothes just in case anything happened. That's a really good point. Like there are measures and there are things that you can do to try to make it easier for yourself. Like investing in, like you said, a pair of reusable period panties, which you can wash and reuse and you don't have to worry about changing a tampon or changing a pad. You just wear it and then take it off and wash it. 
But I think then another issue is that if you're someone who has a heavier flow, then those kinds of things are always going to be slightly less effective. And then I think what is then a good option, if possible, is to go on some form of birth control to try to regulate your period so it comes later and less frequently altogether. Though then you have the issue with like if you're on certain medications, that might not be possible. And I think just talking about the issue and raising awareness for the fact that some people have this very real struggle that nobody talks about will help make it less embarrassing for them, less of a taboo subject, because both menstruation and disabilities are treated as taboos for, like, no reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah, I was... While I was doing research, I found that um, if your period becomes a huge setback, parents have to make the decision. If their kids are incapable of um, deciding for themselves, if they want to sterilize their kids. But in other situations, if people are capable of making that decision, because if they had the parent do it for themselves, it would be a violation of human Can rights. Can just interject? So yeah. by sterilize, do you mean like a hysterectomy? Um, so I don't, like complete removal of like your ovary and your uterus? I think so. I think that's what it was talking about. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, having to completely stop a flow and just get rid of your period and all these other things. And also get rid of any option of, like, having children at any point. Like, but can you imagine that being your only choice? In order to stop having your period, you have to give up your reproductive organs altogether. Like, what would you do if that were, like, your decision? I mean, personally, with me, I really want children, so I would probably cry every night. Would not be something that I'd be okay with. And also just my functions in my body. I believe whatever is in my body should kind of stay in my body. And periods, they do suck, but it's a gift. We, as women, we birth people and we give life. And that's something that is just wonderful. Yeah, I think, like, it's it's tragic because people who do have a disability, shouldn't that shouldn't be their last option, and it should never... Um, come to that but it is a reality and you know people with disabilities are just as much allowed to have kids as any anybody else so yeah and i also think that um another thing that i read was that people who have like certain visual impairments or um certain forms of autism the issue then becomes that you could lose you're very easily lose track of time so if you then there poses a threat for if you're a tampon user then things like toxic shock or even if you use pads then you could get a urinary tract infection if you don't change it as often as you're supposed to and then i know that for people once again who are in wheelchairs they're already prone to getting like sores on their lower body just from sitting all the time and then adding the obviously the moisture and the like discharges that come with periods then you have an extra Thing that'll make you prone to infections and like further pose a threat to your health and your well-being and try and have to like deal with that and manage that month after month it'll really wear on you and your self-esteem and it's also like not the first thing you want to talk to your doctor about yeah well that's why i think uh there are a couple of alternatives um that being like menstrual cups and pads but pads you would have to keep on top of for if you have a heavy a heavy flow and 
being able to manage it and other times there's you could use period panties and all this other stuff or disposable panties too. Also just wanting to go back to the topic of people whose periods are disabling. I remember that there was there's this health teacher that told our class and I think she was supposed to she was trying to sound like empowering or like a like a feminist or something, but she was I remember her saying something along the lines of girls don't use your period as an excuse because everyone has it and it makes you seem weak or something or like it she said it was somehow taking away from like female empowerment yeah, when you use ridiculous. your period as an excuse and say that like your PMS is like changing your moods or that like you can't do something because of your period or using your period to get out of things she said that like you're not supposed to you, women shouldn't do that because it's not that it's like somehow anti-feminist and I remember just like that being like really striking me as not an okay thing to say because then it goes to it becomes really ableist for people against people whose menstruation do pose heavy restrictions on them in their life at certain periods of the month. So, like, if you genuinely have hormone imbalance and then you're prone to mood swings or getting tired, that shouldn't be held against you. Like, you shouldn't be ashamed of speaking up and advocating for yourself. Yeah, so that whole statement extremely problematic because not everyone is built the same people have different health backgrounds and other things people do have very heavy flows so honestly if I was in that class I would I've got would have gotten honestly really triggered I would have been really upset because like not everyone is the same we're all different we're all built different ways exactly for me I have chronic mood swings and I get so exhausted I can't focus so yeah, just to build off of that, it's true. Everybody experiences their periods in different ways, and people feel differently than others. And, you know, saying that it's an excuse is really... It's its not only untrue, but it's very, like, it lowers people's confidence and their self-esteem by saying that, because then, you know, girls feel like, oh, I use this thing as, you know, to get me out of something, but it's really not. It's because of how they're feeling. Only we know what we're feeling so yeah and just to build off of that again I think that also like because it was also I think my freshman year that she said this that saying that to such like kids at such an impressionable age that is something that you don't know how it's going to affect people and how it's going to last with them so say you are someone who's facing like a heavy like more severe menstrual issues you might just think that it's normal and never bring it up and just like struggle with it because you think oh everyone goes through this so like what gives me the right to complain when really it's something that you should bring up with a parent or a trusted adult or like a health professional and then like for things like say gym class right just be like if you have severe cramps or if you're possibly undiagnosed anemic and it makes you like faint or if there's just something else going on in your body that makes you feel unfit to function as you normally would you should be able to take that time to focus on your own health without penalty you shouldn't have to worry about failing gym class because you just don't feel well enough to run a bunch of laps like that's just there should be provisions for that and I know like when I've gone to the nurse for cramps on days when my cramps were really bad and I had gym class they pretty much just say take a Tylenol and go back to class and it's like First of all, I know for myself, I have this 
inherited trait where pain medication that I inherited from my mother, where pain medications don't really affect us very well, like we don't feel the effects very well. So things like Tylenol and Advil and Motrin, I will feel a slight effect, but like it will take a while and I won't, like it won't really help me at all. Wow. Even like very strong pain medications don't really affect me that well. And my mother's the same way. We're also both prone to migraines, especially due to a hormone imbalance. So that's another thing that I've always struggled with. And all of those things, I feel like you should be able to just go to your nurse and tell her that and have her just excuse you without saying, no, you're just trying to get out of this class. You're just using it as an excuse or everyone saying something like everybody deals with it because that's really minimizing the struggle a lot of people face and destroying your confidence. How your period becomes disability. I know with me personally, when I have my period, I don't have disability, but sometimes I can't get out of bed. I experience headaches, extreme migraines, nausea. I get super big bad cramps, and it's like hard for me to walk sometimes, and that can affect my education when I'm trying to go to school. I cannot focus because my hormones are like literally everywhere. My moods change super fast, and there's nothing I can really do to stop that. I know for a lot of people, especially with when you have a chronic health condition, your period can get so severe to the point where it is itself a disability, like yours is, and I know it's very hard for you because I've known you for a very long time. And then it becomes an issue with institutionally because schools don't have provisions for that. There's this idea that because all girls get their period, that it can't be a disability, that it's something you just have to like grin and bear and then just have to deal with it, which is so unfair if someone's like you and you're experiencing extreme pain that no one should have to live with and like no one but you really understands. I know that like when I have my period, it makes me really tired and I sometimes don't want to get out of bed to go to school because it just feels like a lot with what's going on and like my body so um yeah it's definitely a mood changer and sometimes it can affect like my schoolwork and me being able to keep up with my work ethic that's definitely a big problem that I know a lot of people have I also know several people who are anemic and on their periods their iron levels get so low that they like faint I used to have the problem a lot where I would just pass out and then there are some days also where I'd have really severe cramps so I literally could not sit up much less get out of bed to like go to school and get an education <clears throat> and then there are times where I did get myself out of bed and I got to school but I couldn't focus so I, it ended up being a wasted day anyway and I feel like there should be provisions for that like with the school either a 504 plan or just an absence policy that was more lenient for girls because we do have to face things that guys don't so it's not fair that everyone has the same amount of absences when not everyone faces the same health struggles right i also know that it's a really big issue for people who may not have a diagnosed condition who just have to suffer and pain medications obviously shouldn't be your first choice because, well, drug addictions, and that's just a whole other situation. Um, I also think there should be menstrual products available in schools at the very least, because even if 
you don't have it's not disabling if you just have a heavy flow that can be very uncomfortable if you have to go to the bathroom every period or twice a period just because you need to change that often and i know there are people like that and then teachers don't understand that they think you're just doing drugs or whatever and really you're just trying to get your tampon out yeah also let's just talk about how pricey periods will be because we do discuss this earlier in our discussion but the fact that i believe in all schools girls bathrooms should have free pads free tampons it should be refilled and it should be in the administration because some people can't avoid can't afford those products themselves solutions can be pads and period panties and all this stuff menstrual cups i wouldn't think so are are like a product for disabled people to use because there are things that is like dexterity and like mental acuity that not, maybe not everybody has. Yeah. Um, but I know that some companies are trying to develop more inclusive um, menstrual cups that could work better for people with certain disabilities, but it's still like a work in progress. So like for now, I would agree maybe a no to menstrual cups, but like depending on like your situation, pads work, period mm-hmm. panties work, um, if possible birth control would probably be best. Um, and then in general just being a self-advocate, just being empowered and not being ashamed that you may need assistance or something or um, special adaptations to help you manage your symptoms and your life. And I think part of that is just not just owning being a woman and like the menstruation that comes with it, but also owning your disability. like. Don't feel ashamed to speak up for yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that's even a lesson not just disabled people can use. Just don't be embarrassed to ask for what you need. Because I know, like, even... Because not even, but, like, non-disabled girls, too, they will, if they, maybe because they don't have the money to pay for period products, or maybe they just don't have one, but, like, they'll just, instead of asking for something, they'll either free bleed or, like, use... Like shitty toilet paper or something, which isn't good for you. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's a good place to stop. On that note, this is PDA. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time.